hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Our podcast is too big and it's driving us out of business. Yeah, but if you were to shoot us an email. Not likely. Shoot, me, shoot us an email at info at, because then it goes to you. That's the third time. That's the third middle finger of the day. <laughs> Congratulations, Matt. Four. This is our 10th episode. Oh, well, thank you. And a statistic I read told or said that out of the 500 and something thousand podcasts that were started last year or that exist in like the main databases for podcasts, uh, over 100,000 don't make it past episode seven. They just lose their steam and stop producing. So I can we, see that. we have another one. I, I another one I read said that uh, this was a couple of years ago, said that like after episode 10, most stop or fall off. It's like kind of like a, yeah, so, you so don't we, get traction. So we've reached, we're there. We've yeah. reached that point and uh, yeah, congratulations. And we get messages all the time. People uh, that listen. So we're going to keep doing it because people listen to it. Yep. And I joined a new on our behalf today. Forgot to tell you about this. So. Thank you. Live on the <laughs> live on the air. I joined a uh, it's a brand new social media uh, platform. It's only a website right now. They don't have an app, but it's geared specifically for podcast and podcast creators. And you can sign up either as a podcast or as a guest. So if you're a person that has interesting stuff and you enjoy or would like to be a guest, you can sign up and offer yourself and huh. your expertise as a guest, or you can be a podcast and look for guests and also sync up with other podcasts. Um, and you can choose to be interested or willing to uh, swap ads. So if you agree, you'll promote their podcast on, on yours and vice versa. If you have you know similar topics. That is a great, great uh, idea. Isn't it? And so I, I joined thinking, uh, probably late to the party again, but let's get on there. Maybe I was not correct, but there currently I counted less than thirty podcasts that are on there right now. What's it called? Super early. Uh, it's called, of course I would forget. Uh, we'll look it up right now. But the um, one of the first people I added was one of, was the co-founder, and I got to looking for other podcasts that are similar to us, and I didn't see any yet. So we appear to be one of the first outdoor whiskey in this realm. That we're doing now, we're, yeah. the, we're the first persons on that platform. It's called Wildcast, is the name Wildcast. of the website. Huh, that's pretty cool. Yep, they started it last year and are just now start being able to start bringing it to 
kind of to fruition. My guess is that it'll eventually become an app that you can get into and use, but yeah. as as it stands right now, it's not. Well, that's a really good idea. I um, sorry. Uh, yeah, that's a good idea. I'm glad that you uh, joined it. Oh, we have uh, before we. So we we've been doing a lot of episodes with uh, people. So this week, we wanted to do it with just us. Us. Just and, um, the two of us. To kind of catch up on some stuff. And we just wanted... <laughs> yeah, there's been a lot going on. Yeah, we both like to talk. And, and uh, when we have guests on, it's usually we let them go. Um, but Gus is in a mood today, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Don't fucking get me started, man. So you've showed me the middle finger twice today. Twice in one day. Yeah, I've been pretty grumpy. Yeah. I even had to apologize to uh, the wife and kids for being a grouch this morning. <laughs> I was just, so I woke up this morning and, uh, you know, for, for those listening, uh, we have been dealing and battling since we started this company with Facebook and their... Oh, hold on. Old Forester Single Barrel. This, oh, yeah. this episode Sorry. is powered by <laughs> Old Forester Single Barrel Barrel Strength. Uh, this is a store pick, local store pick, um, place by my house called The Village and a place by your house called The Packy. Correct. Um, did this together. So... Oh, they did it together? Yeah. Does that do they do that regularly? Is that a thing? I have no idea. I didn't ask. But it's a hundred. It's I can't read the bottle. <laughs> Shit, man! I just dumped cold beer all over my lap. Oh no! All right, live and on the air. One hundred and twenty-eight point. Uh, one hundred twenty-nine point five proof. When we say we need a studio, folks, man, do we need a studio? <laughs> yeah, we're sitting on my couch. But you know what? When we get a studio. We're going to look back and go, do you remember when? Yeah. And we'll laugh about it with all the spilled beer and the the cats. and. I just told you not to put your beer over there because I didn't want you to spill it. It's fine. And then I tell people not to do things in my house and then I go do them because yeah. it's my house. Well, like you came over <laughs> and you dropped, you almost dropped that microphone. Yeah. Then you gave it to me and then I, dro- I actually dropped it. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, shit happens. Whatever. So yeah, back anyway, to the old fortune. What's the, the proof? God. 129.5. Ooh. High. It's high. It is high. But it's really, you know, we, we, we are a high, uh, high proof family over here. Are we, we? We enjoy. I mean, I thought. Yeah. I like high proof. Sure. Uh, Excuse me. The proof is probably like lower on my priority list. <clears throat> Excuse me. Of how I like decide what I like. Really? Yeah. Like, I won't drink. If it's 85%, uh, I'm not, no. Why, though? Or 85 proof, I mean. Um, I don't know. I just don't see the point. Hmm. You know, there's other things that I could drink that, that like Kool-Aid. Like, if I'm not going to get drunk off of it, well, you know. You're telling me you eat, you drink Blanton's and you don't get drunk? Mm. Yes. You're full of shit. <laughs> you know you're full of shit. <laughs> If you tell me you just like the burn, you like it being a little, the heat to it, then, yeah, I, like then the I can agree with that. Okay. I like the heat. Yeah. Because I was going through a lot of my bottles and I realized a pattern in How the ones that, that I, not very long, <laughs> asshole. Uh, but I was looking for something specifically uh, to compare, to do a comparison. And then I realized that a lot of the bourbons that I have that I sort of keep purchasing as the ones that I like as kind of a daily drinker, yeah. they all hover around... That ninety to hundred, I think hundred is 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 good. Yeah, it's a good. It's uh, yeah, it's good. 
Hunter proof is that's a good. And most of the bourbons that people like are hunter proof, and uh, you know, I wonder that if it's bottled and bond, people like bottled and bond because it has to be hunter proof, and everybody likes hunter proof, or if they like bottled and bond because of the name. I don't know. I think the name definitely sounds cool. It's um, a cool bottle, typically. But you know, the much lower proofs I like to recommend for people who aren't sure. Yeah. You know, because they're much more approachable when they don't bite quite as much. Yeah. Um, I don't know. They all, they all have a place one way or another, but. For sure. Um, so, yeah, this. Let's drink, uh, let's, 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 drink, drink. let's drink this. And you know, I'm an old Forester fan. Yeah, you are. Fanboy. Um, I like it. I, I Look think at it's, the legs on that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, they're very slow running, very slow legs. What do you think? It's good. It has a very oily. It's thick. Yeah. Uh, mouthfeel. So they actually picked uh, 130 something and this is what they got sent and they were upset about it. But really, I think it's good. Uh, it's still a bourbon. So I think it's a good, um, I like it. Yeah, it's really good. But yeah, but I, I yeah I wanted to get through that. So back to Facebook. <coughs> being a yeah, piece why of shit. why I've given you the finger twice today, and I had to apologize to my kids and wife. Um, so since we started this company, we have battled and struggled with. Not since we started it. Since we launched online. Yeah, l- l- let me clarify. Since we put ourselves out there and start establishing ourselves on the social media platforms. It has been a constant struggle, particularly with Facebook on getting things approved because our stuff is alcohol related. Now I'm going to be very clear that Facebook and Instagram, uh, when you're a business, you, your policies and your approvals for everything are all managed through a, uh, Facebook business manager, Facebook business. It's a separate console that when you have a business that you can log into and manage and look at all your stuff, all your business information, your marketing analytics. It's just a, it's very nice. It's convenient. But from the perspective of trying to get products approved for the shop on, on Facebook and Instagram and getting ads approved or promoting posts, it's been an absolute nightmare. And it all kind of came to a head this morning after battling the f- past five days so well it hasn't even been five days it's been, it's been months we've been going well, down this yes battle. It's, it's been it's been months that it's you know on a weekly basis almost i've had to deal with facebook but this particular issue yeah that's where it's come culminated to where it is today has been a, a battle for the for the past five days and what it, it boils down to is because facebook's process for approving or rejecting products and ads is largely automated. They will admit that all day long. Well, before we even get in the weeds, this product, the, the whole thing that started this isn't a new product. It's the same product we've already been selling yes. and advertising. The yes. only difference is we made a kit that includes bitter milk. Correct. So we made a whole new, it's the same shit we've already been selling, but now and we have bo- a, And both of those products are currently still approved. Yep. To be sold on the platform. You can go to our Instagram or Facebook right now, click shop, and you'll see right. the smoking kits. But you won't see it with bitter milk. 
You have to go to our website to see that. Correct. So that's what this is all about. So we, on 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 our website and on the shop uh, that is linked to Facebook and Instagram where you can actually purchase these things through those apps, um, the smoking kit, which is a huge seller, is available, and so is the bitter milk individually. As you said, we created a kit that combines the bitter milk with that kit, and or is it a bundle of, of the two, and we submitted that as a new product on our Shopify store. Uh, when that happens, the Shopify store link syncs up with Facebook, but Facebook goes through their authorization process. Something about that they didn't like, and they rejected it. And when they do that, they st- they they reference a policy, but but it's very broad. They just it just says reason for rejection um, goes against our policies, which and it says you know. Alcohol. Yeah, alcohol. <laughs> That's all it says. If you click on the link, it basically says that as a business, you can't promote or sell uh, actual alcoholic beverages. Okay. Right. Can't sell whiskey Check. on Done. Instagram. Ma- makes sense, yep. right? A lot, of, a lot of minors on these platforms. You, yep. you can't just run rampant advertising and selling alcohol. Those laws passed years ago. Yep. The second one it says is you can't sell kits for making alcohol. So you can't sell a homebrew kits. You Barley can't sell. You can't sell. You know, a small still with with grain as a kit for distilling alcohol. You can't do that. Got it. But it says that approved are things like um, the uh, koozies, wine bottle holders, um, things alcohol related. And so that's how that's how I've been able to get everything approved up to this point. It, something gets rejected, I generally submit for a second review with an explanation of why I think it doesn't uh, the, the rejection policy doesn't apply. And nine times out of ten, it's gone. It, it's it's been fixed. Uh, to give you an example of how off it, this is, um, our turkey calls got rejected for the alcohol policy yeah. because in the name. And in the description, it talks about being created from bourbon barrels. So their automated process, their AI and the machine learning they're using is picking up on keywords and automatically rejecting stuff. When you go back for a second review, um, more humans get involved in that process, but I'm still not convinced (laughs) that it's... Uh, I use the word human very yeah, it's just fun to it's just fun to be like and then an actual human touches it <laughs> isn't it crazy that like that's that's where we're going yeah um and so yeah I had a, I had a yeah anyways so yeah so fast forward to where we are now we've been do we've been dealing with that since we went live on on Facebook with our shop and and synced everything up to be on these social media platforms it's been a almost weekly like October battle. Or November time yeah frame. because it, even if you just make a minor change on on our Shopify store, whenever we're updating products, if we add something to the description, uh, it pushes that update and Facebook reevaluates it. So even something that's been approved from the first time and it's been approved for five months might get rejected. Yeah. And now we have to go through this again. And based on where we are now as a, with with Facebook, I'm concerned that future updates like that that get rejected, we're not going to be able to. No, we're not refute. So. Well, tell them the final, final, the final decision that you woke up to today. So today I woke up and what happened over the last couple of days is that that ad, that product got rejected, but also we tried to promote an older post, uh, which is something that we do 
with content that we like and we think has performed well, we like to promote it and get it out in front of more people. As from a marketing standpoint, it's helped us helps us grow. Grow and and get our stuff in front of more people. Well, those have sometimes been rejected for the same reason. Um it was somewhat of a perfect storm, I think, uh, in retrospect, where we had that rejected as well as that product. And it put not only our ad account uh, in a restricted status with Facebook, but also our business account in a uh, permanently restricted status, which basically means we can exist on the platform, we can comment, we can share content, uh, but we can't take, we can't do any sort of marketing, we can't pay to promote any ads or any content. Uh, we can't make use of any of the uh, like audience and uh, like analytical information that comes from the commerce side of things. We can't use any of that. It's disabled for us. Yeah, and so from a business standpoint and trying to market and grow using those social media platforms, we're more or less dead in the water. I have a couple of last minute Hail Marys I'm going to try to get someone's attention. But the frustrating thing is that this entire process you you don't get to talk to anybody. The only person you get to talk to are these gatekeepers, and they they are the Facebook uh, commerce concierge representatives. Uh, and you start a you start a chat. It's the quickest way I found to get help is to start a, a help chat. You get someone on, they look at your your issue, and you go back and forth. And we've gotten a few things resolved that way over the past few months. Uh, over the last couple of days, though. Uh, we've submitted for a second review and what I was really trying to do, like I'm not denying that we might've messed up with the policies. Yeah, we are promoting technically we're promoting alcohol with these videos. So I, and get I understand. It. I, I get that, but let's, let's, but there, but the, the, the policies that they state and they share with us constantly contradict themselves. Yeah. And it's not clear what part of our process and what we're doing is the is the part that's wrong that we're screwing up on? So all I was trying to do is obtain a second opinion, a second review, and get some feedback so that we can avoid doing that anymore. And instead, they just this quote, and I'm using air quotes, internal team from Facebook did their review and determined that we've had too many strikes basically, and now we're done. We're permanently. It's. What did it say? Final done. Yeah. So, so the the last and the, final decision. Yeah. The the banner at the top says uh, business account permanently restricted, and then in the explanation it says that we've too many times we've uh, we've violated Facebook advertising policy or um, guidelines. Doesn't state which part specifically. Yeah. And if you read the guidelines and the policy, it's long. So choosing any which way or yeah. combination there and thereof that we screwed up we have no idea to know and so this internal team made their and what they said was their their final decision and so what's frustrating is that i think about not just us but i think about other small businesses that are trying to get even just products approved and don't understand this process can't get it done and this internal again air quote internal team is playing god with people's livelihoods and there's no one to keep them in check the same way with all the censoring stuff and i don't want to go down a political rabbit hole but all i mean that's not even political all the social media platforming people yeah the stuff that we've seen and and in recent months with them censoring uh individuals without any sort of for no reason it went without being held accountable. Like yeah. they're, they're just, they're, they have all this power and there's just, it's just, it just seems unfair. I don't know that hearing, saying it's the words, fair. Yeah, saying the words <laughs> out loud, 
it's yeah. not fair. Sounds very, sounds very childish. Well, it feels childish, but it isn't. Well, here's the thing is, is we get this and then we get on Instagram. We're like, it's all right. It's like, it'll work itself out. So I get on Instagram, I start scrolling and, uh, and liking photos. And then I have an ad for Flavair, which is actually selling yeah. alcohol. They're selling it's alcohol. subscription to alcohol. Online, on Instagram, on Facebook, whatever. And, uh, and they're allowed to do it somehow. But our little videos of using a smoker block or doing the flight night are not allowed. We're, I, I we're, don't get it, man. It's, it's like, I don't get it. It's a double standard. I think it's probably it's got to be Flavor probably spends a ton of money advertising and and we don't. That's got to be. So so I mean so what do we need to do? Do I have to call or get in touch with another representative well, and hey, say hey? How much money do I got to give you all a month in order for you to leave yeah, us alone? My marketing budget is X amount of dollars. Yeah. Is that enough? No. Okay. Well, I'll ask you again next year. I don't. I mean, what am I supposed to do? Because we can go back and forth. Because for a lot of people don't understand business, and that's fine. But a lot of people see like a profit margin is like how much could these things cost them and then how much are they selling it for? But what you don't realize is that in order for us to stay open, we have to market. And so we spend a lot daily, a lot of money on marketing. So it's like all the profit you're seeing is, or you're not even seeing, you have no idea. The profit margins on a product are, are only for that. Well, the thing is people think about, I I live at home and I make, you know, say you make uh, like that gator skull. I, I, I get gator skulls and I bleach them white and I sell them. And I don't have a business. That's just what I do. So I pay $5 for the skull. I, I do the work and then I sell them for 50 I just made $45. Okay. So let's say you and I decide we're going to buy them for $5, sell them for 50 But $45, that means we got to pay for our LLC, our website handling. we got to pay for Etsy ads. we got to pay yeah. for Instagram ads. We got to pay for new equipment. All this stuff comes out, and at the end of the day, we're making a dollar per skull. Right. Where the guy that you sitting at home, just selling stuff, like this is the difference between an actual business and a so like people say small business. We don't mean, you know, Sarah at home right. quilt, quilting. We mean like an actual small business, brick and mortar. Like we're we're looking at spaces, office space. I mean. Yeah, I think so. I mean, small. I think the actual definition of small business has something to do with a combination of your total revenue and the number of people you have. Yeah, but sorry, this, I don't know what's going on over here. Are you okay? Yeah, I should. I'll probably edit out all the other ones, but that that one I'm going to leave in there because it fits into the conversation. That's fine. It's just it's. I could. I can't help it. It's like. I know, man. Slowly once we have Once we have a studio, we can mount these things to the table. Yeah, and once, we'll be able to once Instagram stops screwing with us <laughs> and we can no, reach more you, people. You, you know what? To, for, so that people, just so that know, we will continue to be on Facebook and Instagram. We're going to continue to post content yeah. and, and interact and share with people. It's a great community on there. But in terms of spending money advertising, we're going to be looking at other social media platforms and other avenues to do that. Yep. Um, so, yeah, that's, I mean... It's just, it I, is I feel it is. like I've beaten a dead horse on this today. We're not active, that active on Facebook at all, right? I mean, like, I know I don't do anything on Facebook. You, you, yeah, check I mean, it. I'm, I'm there, I check it, I answer things. Uh, but most of the stuff that you post automatically goes to Facebook. Right, yeah. Uh, the weird thing with Facebook, and we've, we've actually had this discussion with some marketing professionals, um, trying to grow, grow how you grow a following on Facebook versus how you grow a following on Instagram. Uh, while they, you would think they are the same, are actually very different. And speaking bluntly, I just 
haven't had the time to figure that out. Well, I don't care about Facebook. I know face. I know that's stupid. We should care. Well, but. I did when I thought that it was going to be a great opportunity yeah. for us to, to market. Money. If we can't market on there yeah. and they're just going to shut us down without talking any further, then we have to look elsewhere. And you and I have, I've, you know, we've, we've talked about a bunch of different social media platforms, some that we're not really that active on. I think we may have to make a move to being a little more active on those Pinterest, yeah. um, even Snapchat. Um, there's a lot of good feedback and information about marketing on Snapchat. So. I'm down with trying Snapchat. We're, we have a TikTok. It's basically everything you've already a seen on Instagram. But yeah, we're going to stay on Instagram. Um, if you, so if you go follow our TikTok, what you'll find is after a few whiskeys, Matt gets on there and he does the TikTok dances to all the all the very popular songs. All so while you can wearing see, a face mask. Yep. He wears his face mask for safety and does his TikTok dances. And he's really good at it. He's got a lot of big calves, but he's got a lot of good moves. Well, I got moves like Jagger, they say. That is what they say. That's a song, right? It's a lyric in a song. Yeah. Okay. I knew there was a thing about it. But yeah, this we're gonna continue to stay on Instagram because I like shout out G Mob. I like some of the groups that we're in on there. I like yeah, talking to people. I enjoy if you're part of our follower followee group that uh, comments and likes and tags us. Um, I like all of y'all. I enjoy it. Don't stop. You're gonna make me sad. But um, yeah, we're not gonna get off Instagram. We're probably not gonna pay much attention to Facebook though. From this point. I'll pay attention to it just because people do sometimes interact, but I, I, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to grow that page. I, I, I For everything I've read is that to grow a business page on Facebook, it's different. It's just different than Instagram because right. the way the algorithms and, and the, the platform itself operates, I have to take that. <clears throat> so I'm supposed to take, and when you're, when you're building a Facebook page, you're supposed to, it's unlike Instagram in that you don't just get to post stuff and use and use hashtags. Yeah, and it attracts people to your content. Like you have to go out and engage uh, yeah. with other groups and things like that. And part of one of our restrictions now is that we can no longer uh, add or share groups or right. pa- pages, rather. So I wouldn't be able as this as Whiskey and Whitetails go join a whiskey related page and not even advertise, but just contribute and talk yeah. and and be a part of the group can't do that anymore so it's really it's really really hampered our ability to grow it sucks you it, think it, that it seems we, frustrating because we've like well, it sounds we, like we're running like a neo-nazi page that's what it sounds well, like it's, and it's not it's, man. Like, it's, 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 it's <laughs> it drives me crazy even the guy on the phone that i talked so i did you know in 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 the in since we've been since we've gotten this stuff actually online it's been since october november and like I said, almost weekly, I've been dealing with Facebook. This is only the second time I've gotten a real person on a phone call. And he helped me go through the process of getting our business verified. It went through today. It's We we have a verified business. You upload. Is that a blue check? Uh, I don't think so. It, uh, maybe we get a red check or something. Yeah, we're, red check. We're bad. But yeah. uh, basically, they look at all of our business documents and verify our domain and all this other stuff. And it ver- it says, hey, these these are a legit business. The guy online or on the phone said, hey, if you go through this process, the ad policies and everything will be a little more lenient because they'll understand, they'll do a review, see what you're actually doing and selling, and it should it should make it less whatever, less issues with your advertising. But then again, that was yesterday. I woke up this morning uh, to all this information, you know, 
everything being restricted and, and final decision and blah, blah, blah. Excuse me. But it's, uh, it is what it is. Yeah. You having a good time over there? Sorry. Are you though? I am. Okay. Now I'm done. I can't help it. Um, that phone. I can't help it, dude. Can't help it. Always on that phone, Matt. I know. Never giving me any attention. The only time I'm not on my phone is when I'm at work. My wife tells me I'm on the phone too much. Mine has never said that. <laughs> Lies. No. So, um, yeah, that and uh, you want to get it. We only, uh, we want to just kind of catch everybody up and just kind of banter. Yeah. But um, BS a little bit. But I guess we have like one, you have a topic and I have a topic. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, br- I brought a, whisk- a whitetail topic just because it's interesting. We don't, if, if we're in a groove, we don't have to talk about it. But yeah. Certainly happy to. We'll get to it. Just because um, it's interesting as shit. Maybe that's how we end it. So I gotta, I gotta, for those that listen, hold on. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta sound a play. Uh, all right, it's, it's coming. Here it is. You ready? New, new product alert, new product alert. Uh, <laughs> it's not really, we're, we're taking um some of these barrels scraps that we have and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna put them in burlap sacks with our logo on it and sell it as a smoker blocks for like for your grill like so you i guess you you, well not i guess you put the charcoal in when the charcoal gets white and you're getting ready to start cooking you throw these uh bourbon barrel bricks in there and you'll get you'll 100 percent smell it i don't promise that your meat will change flavors but it might. I it think might. it will. I mean, I've done hickory before, and I definitely get some hickory. Like, I've done hickory smoked wings. In a smoker, I know that it will. Right, but right, right. like, in a regular grill, I don't. So, you can. Um, so, there's well, a... I know me- you can. I just don't know if... I think it will. There's a... when If you use the... What, what they call the snake method, where you basically sort of stack uh, charcoal too wide and too high hmm. all around the outer ri- uh, rim. Oh, yeah. I have seen that. Yeah. And then you light the first couple and get them nice and white hot. Yep. And then it snakes around. Uh, you can put chunks on top of that every so, you know, every so often. Uh, and you can actually use just a Weber Weber kettle grill as a smoker that way. I've done Boston butts and ribs and all kinds, I remember when you kinds of ways that way. And um, I actually like it better than better than using a traditional like uh, firebox yeah. on the side type smoker just because that's generally such a big smoker. I'm not cooking for that many people. So it becomes harder to control the temperature. Um, but it's been, I think with the being oak and then having the whiskey uh, flavor, I think I think it's going to make a, a difference. What little bit I've played around with it, uh, it's been it's been delightful. But uh, I haven't had an opportunity to do a like a, a larger piece of meat that I smoke for a long period of time. Yeah. Now if the weather's nicer, like today, it's perfect. Uh, I'll definitely be getting after that. Yeah, I'm gonna. But yeah, we're gonna. What are we selling them for? We say twenty dollars shipped. Yeah, but, I think twenty twenty bucks shipped. Yeah. So maybe twenty five. We'll we'll have to look crunch the numbers as they say. Yeah, I think we'll probably do twenty five on Etsy, and we'll do twenty because of the fees. Yeah, if you haven't figured it out yet, we really like people to to. <laughs> yeah, if you found us through Etsy, which by the way, for those that don't know, we crush etsy i mean if, if you google whiskey gifts for men or, or not google if you etsy whiskey gift or 
cocktail smoker or any of that, we're we're top five. Just I mean, we're killing it on Etsy. Um, so if you have found us, found this podcast through Etsy, um, we sell it everything cheaper on Instagram or on a shop on our actual website, whiskeyandwhitetails.com. So if you're going to buy stuff from us, if you want to get it from Etsy, that's fine, but it's cheaper on our store. And also for podcast listeners, we'll probably end up doing some kind of discount code for people who listen to the podcast. Yeah. Do you want to do it right now? Yeah. We'll just call it podcast. Yeah, podcast with a number at the podcast. No, just podcast. All right, keep it easy. Okay, fine. So podcast is the keyword or the discount code. Free shipping. And it'll, okay, yeah, free shipping. No, because some of our products will have free shipping. Yeah, let's do a, let's do a, a percentage. 20%. And it'll be a surprise. 50% off. Jesus. <laughs> 20% is good. Fuck it. Yeah, 20%. Pod, use keyword podcast at checkout and you get 20% off. That's www.whiskeymwhitetails.com. If, if you ever, if later down the road you go to use that and it doesn't work, it's because our podcast is too big and it's driving us out of business. Yeah, but if you were to shoot us an email, not likely. Shoot me, shoot us an email at info at because then it goes to you. That's the third. <laughs> That's time the ago. third middle finger of the day. <laughs> yeah, info at whiskeymwhitetails.com. Uh, it'll come to me, and uh, eventually we'll expand out, and I'll have to do like a customer service at or something we'll have to add someone else but yeah and we'll also be adding we'll also soon be adding uh a a a business phone number that we can be contacted at or you can at least leave a voicemail because i'm not sure how often it'll get answered i think we're just going to use a voicemail service and we'll get to you so our uh, i had to take my number off the google well it was on there and i was getting people were calling me from etsy yeah, they'll have. Um, like oh, they had, really? Yeah, like customers. They were finding. Yeah. Well, they would have an issue because sometimes shipping gets screwed up. It's not issues with us. It's always it's the USPS. But yeah, USPS will screw us up, dude. The post USBS. Office, they have been the worst this year, dude. It's been really bad. I know they keep blaming everything on COVID, but they fucking sucked before that. It's true. They did. They. Uh, it's. Oh, I mean, it's insane. The order thing. It's crazy, man, because I went in there, I, I go in there before work, so I'm out the door usually around 6, you know, 5.30, 6 o'clock, so I'm at the post office at 6-ish usually, dropping off packages, and there's a guy there that does like all the sanitization and the cleaning and stuff, and his name is Matt also, he's a cool dude, but um, ever since I started being friends with him, like, it's gotten worse, so I'm... Call, I'm like I'm like suspicious, uh, suspicious that maybe he's um interesting stealing. I don't know. If, I don't know. But I'll tell you this: packages are getting lost. We're having to replace them. Um, I'm not going to use that Dropbox anymore now. So I forgot to tell you this. This is also for anyone that knows. If you use the Dropbox, the little checkout kiosk there that you use to buy packaging, now they have added a function to where you can check the package in before you put it in the Dropbox. Oh, that's good to know. So I'm going to, but it sucks because it takes time. And, you know, usually when I'm going in there, I'm taking 10, 15 boxes in there. And it's, I don't have time every morning to do 10 to 15 check ins. So what I'm going to start doing is just pick up at the house. Yeah. I encourage it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a silly problem to have. I know, I'm sure we're not the only business having these sort of issues, but well, it, it sucks, man. We, we, well, there's, I shipped out four replacements. Because of the post office this week? Yeah. Four. That's yeah. 
you know, and they're smoker blocks and I, they're, what are they, 59, 90, 60 bucks on Instagram or on uh, Etsy. Right. So that's everyone we have $240 of the product. Yeah. Everyone we got to replace is, in, in this case, $240 of revenue that we're just kind of pissing, yeah, pissing off down a hole. But what are you going to do? Um, that's part of the business, I guess. And just for some reason, the customers think that because it's our product and the post office screwed up, like we get stuff all the time that people's mail gets stolen and then they start a complaint on Etsy that they never received their product. And it's like, it shows it was delivered at your house. So you have a mail theft problem, not a whiskey and whitetails problem. Correct. And it's... And we still... And you and so the, the, the couple of times that you showed me that response... It's radio silence from them afterwards. Yeah, then because then they're like, oh, he's right. It's not their fault. Or she. It's usually she's. It's a lot of she's, and their names all start with K. Dude, that Karen lady, she actually, I thought she was going to be a huge issue, and she wasn't. She was cool. Oh, was she? Well, that's yeah. good. Anyway. That's refreshing. Yeah. What else do we want to talk about? I don't know, man. Just talk. You want to yeah. talk about this weird deer thing, since we are whiskey and whitetails? Yes. Sorry right. that we uh, have been kind of slack on the whitetail part. That's kind of your department, though. Well, we've had guests the past two times that were heavily three. focused on other things. Past three, three sorry, yeah. Guests. So stop booking guests that aren't related to. Yeah, if you, so we're going to do Dom next. For those listening, Dom uh, is the guy that we kind of repost a couple of people for deer content just because they take better deer pictures. Well, they see more deer than I do, but that's true. But, uh, we're going to have Dom on here to talk about whitetail stuff. And also that'd be cool. Some photography. Are we going to do that one in person or over the, over the, th- he's in New York. So it'd be a zoom. He's call. in New York. Yeah. I don't know why I thought he was in North Carolina. Mm-mm. All right. That's how he gets all these snow pictures. He was snow. Yeah, that makes sense. So I just got, I have to show it to you. He sent me, he donated a, print to the WLS dinner. Oh, cool. And I've got it in there. It just got here today. Oh, awesome. It looks really good. Yeah. But yeah, tell us about... Um, All right, so... You told me this is the weirdest thing you've ever seen. The on weirdest thing tail. I've ever seen, and not just a whitetail and an animal. Like, I did not know this existed. And when I explain it to you and show you the picture, I think you'll be... Maybe you've seen it before, and I'm I'm an oddball that's, <laughs> that's not seen it before. Um, but I'll give you some 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 background. So... Uh, the Tennessee Wildlife Resource Agency, um, back in 2020 or 2019, uh, launched a report sick deer button. Uh, this is because um, CWD has been found in the western part of the state. So they're starting to have to track, you know, it spreads quick CWD, EHD, all the blue tongue, all those things that affect deer. They're just... It's a new system for them for hunters to be able to say, hey, I'm seeing this, that they, so they can understand what's going on with the deer population. So um, the story goes on to say that after only six months of having this up, uh, the TWRA recorded the weirdest deer that pretty much everybody there says they've ever seen in their career. It's a year and a half old buck. Um, and it was, I'll just get to it. It had hairy eyeballs. <laughs> no, no <laughs> yeah. I've never heard of that. Hairy eyeballs. I'm going to read uh, over some notes and I'll, I'll give you the picture to see, dude. It's okay. wild. 
Um, is that a fungus or it's actual hair? No, I'm going to get to what causes okay. it. It's right. actual hair. Wow. Um, so the report came from an area called uh, Farragut. Uh, it's just a suburb of Knoxville. Um, and the individual that called it in said that it was the deer was circling. Uh, it was experiencing visible bleeding. It seemed unaware or fearless of humans. All things that are textbook symptoms of uh, EHD. Yeah. So they get there. It's wandering around in the street. Um, you know, the wildlife agency and animal control get there. They do their thing, get this thing dispatched uh, or killed, however you want to say it. Uh, they get it because of how weird it was acting. They get it into a freezer uh, so they can get it cooled down and get it to an appropriate. Uh, I think they sent it to a university um, or some other organization to get um, tested. Uh, looks like oh, they sent it to the Southeastern Cooperative Wildlife Disease Study Unit and the University of Georgia. So University of Georgia um, is actually known for a couple of different kinds of uh, really cool whitetail programs they have there. Um, so anyways, they confirmed it was EHD. Um, but the the basically what it is is on the eyeball where a deer has the cornea, the white, which is the black part of, instead of it being just a, a a black part on your eye, that patch is hair. It grows hair. Yeah, there you go. There's a great picture. Way better than the picture I have printed here. Um, That is. And they're, they're, they're referred to as, they're called uh, corneal or dermoids. Um, I know the term corneal because it deals with your cornea and your eye. Um, that is wild. Corneal dermoids is what they're called. And basically, it's just an abnormal tissue issue. Tissue issue. <laughs> um, it's believed that, that it's it's some sort of... I'm trying to think of the right word. Uh, defect that happens at the embryo level or before birth. And so this deer that they reported was a year and a half old. Um, not sure that it would have lived too much longer, but it was also in a suburb area where not a lot of hunting goes on and there's not a lot of coyotes. So it's, it's threats were minimal. So at a year and a half old, it had someone who could see taking care of it yeah. for the most part. Um, they did the way they described it is like putting it, uh, like a wash rag or a wash cloth over your eyes, you wouldn't be able to see. You could tell that it was daylight or it was dark, but that's about it. Wow. Um, and they believe that basically what happens is there's some sort of issue um, from a genetic at a genetic level with the development of the eye. And so the, the way our bo- the body, body works uh, is it doesn't know what to do, so it just defaults to skin. Skin cells. Yeah. Yep, it defaults to skin cells, and they end up developing hair follicles and yeah. everything else. And these deer grow hair out of their eyeballs. It's the wildest thing. If you're listening to this, search it up. As the kids say these days, uh, put it in the Googles. It is a they're wild pictures, man. So I actually know about the defaulting to skin cells. Um, I can't remember what it is that I know it from, but I know that, um, like, it's um. Like how people have like one weird spot on their body that's just super hairy. It was it's uh, and I know that's where it came from. Is like it, it, 
when the embryo is forming. Right. I don't know what this is. It's skin. But sometimes it's like an overactive skin. Yeah. You having a good time with that microphone today? Dude, I don't know. It's it. What's funny about it is I can't see it moving. It's just five minutes goes by and I realize that it's it's moved. Luck, lucky for you, I can edit it out and what we're talking about right now, most people didn't hear any of it, so it's fine. Oh, okay. I can just, as I'm talking or we're talking or those things happen, I can just completely silence your track for that second that it happens and it cuts it out completely. Well, I wonder if people want to hear it. They're like, oh, that makes it real. Okay, then I'll leave it in. It's not like we have millions of subscribers where someone's going to go, hey, sir, show us this. shitty quality. Show us disappointed by all the mic bumps. Oh, one thing I do want to um, bring up. Like, now you have to leave that in because this is a segue. Okay. Which I've discussed before of the, uh, which I, I'm going to say it again. Do you know why they call that company Segway? Yeah, I do, but now I forget. You've told me before. Because it was supposed to be a segue in between cars and and, wa- and whatever's next. So they, that when they invented the segue, it was like, this is, gotcha, we'll call right. it the segue. Yeah. Anyway, um, we need to start filming more of uh, us working. Because I've been, it's been brought up to me that it's like we have this stuff, but nobody, you know, we never. So more behind the scenes kind of. Yeah, like- yeah. I agree. And from from a content perspective, people enjoy that stuff. Should we so. get some badass pictures of um, like the router, like slow-mo router stuff? And, sure. And, yeah, uh, we can definitely do that. We'll start playing with it. It's actually something we could do on our own. I might make a video. That's how we'll do. Um, the problem is videos just don't get a lot of traction on Instagram. That's the only issue. But maybe I'll make a TikTok. I'll make well, a reel. TikTok. I'll make a reel and a TikTok. Well, so on the smoker block, we got to figure out how to do the TikTok to real export because that's I already got it. You already got all that, yeah. all right? So, so I'll, I'll do a real. So all your dancing people can see on yes, Facebook soon. I can Excellent. Put it, yeah. So I'll do a real slash TikTok for the bourbon barrel um, smoker for the for the grill. Oh yeah, okay. So that'll be how we launch. I'll do that this week, this weekend. Um, maybe I'll do it Monday and be like, hey, if you want to, anyway. Yeah, I'll just start when I when I go out to the garage and I'm working on stuff. I'll just bring the camera out there and just start recording. Just yeah, whatever I'm doing. Just do some slow mo and, and um, the cool thing about slow mo is I can pull pictures from it. Oh yeah, it's good. So it's like good if point. you slow mo the router or whatever. Uh, I just want to be careful. This is going to sound really lame, but I just want to be careful not to put in video and advertise too much how we're doing this stuff. Yeah, no, I don't want to give everything away. Like the uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, we for have some potentially blocks, for pro- instance, proprietary things and yeah. how we're doing it that I would prefer keep to ourselves. I'm guessing it, for those that are competitors in this space, if they saw how we were doing it, They'd start they might it. laugh. No, but they also they may. But they all they may also steal it. So I don't know. I know they will because it, a lot of these, like the smoking blocks, there wasn't that many when we started making them, and now they're they're everywhere. But you see lazy people that just cut up a whiskey stave and they're like, here you go. It's just light it on fire and put your glass on. But now you get char all over your glass. And then other companies, they use a circular um, hole saw, basically. And they just run it down over it and they give you a millimeter thick line. And what makes ours different is you can... And if you go read their reviews, is people constantly bitching. 
that it didn't fit their whiskey glass where we've never had that problem. No one's ever reached out. No, we've never had anyone say this didn't fit our whiskey glass. Yeah. The one, the one complaint we had was that, <laughs> was that the smoke block curved? Yeah. It curved. I'm guessing in shipping, it was still wet maybe. No, it, it wasn't even that. The glass, he sent the picture, didn't even the glass fit. Yeah. It was also, but, a but it wasn't glass. perfectly flat. Yeah. And it's, it's like, how do you explain to someone that a, a whiskey stave is not, yeah, they're not, not flat, oh, bro. Oh, I know. Do you remember talking. the ones? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the guy was complaining that the that the stave was curved. He was like, "It's it's curved." At, you know, do you have any flat ones? It's like, well, whiskey barrels aren't flat. There's no part of a whiskey barrel that's flat, except for the lid. Even then, <laughs> even then, because when he makes turkey calls, he's got a he has to make them flat. They're still not. I mean, when he first throws it on that, uh, it's not perfect. On that, uh, what's the thing called? A lathe. Yeah. Yeah. When he first throws it on that lathe, um, it's wobbly as hell. What are we at? I don't know. I can't see. I like oh, your cute, 40, 47 cute, minutes. I like your cute little stand. I had that and didn't realize I had it. I've had it the whole time. It's for a microphone. It's cute. Thanks. Um so I was gonna the only reason I wanted to talk about this one. So for that we did the white and yeah that you guys should look it up that uh yeah that we got all things track here but it's so it's like I imagine like I imagine living with that in my head for a while uh no like you get out of the I shower. guess if you don't know any better like you get out of the shower and you brush your hair do you brush your eyeballs <laughs> too like do you <laughs> well it's not like the deer could be like hey mom I can't see and then mom's like. I know because you have hair in your eyeballs. Yeah, so here's the thing, son. Like you're, <laughs> yeah, they you got hairy that. eyeballs. They didn't have like, <laughs> like a unibrow. Like you got to wax your eyeballs. Oh, oh I bet you can't. They just rip them out. Well, it ripped rip your cornea out. You got to manscape. You got to shave, trim a little here, trim a little there, <clears throat> and trim your eyeball. Ask your barber. Yeah, can you can you just uh, trim up my eyeballs a little so bit? The, do they have a pupil at all? So like, if they shave the hair away, can they see? Uh, so what, from what I read, there's the the photo and light receptors at the back of the eye still work, but mm-hmm. that part on the front of the eye because you're looking through carpet doesn't. So that's that's why I gave the analogy of imagine putting basically. Uh, a towel or rag over your, over your eyes. So even shaving down it. No, you could, you can tell, like you could tell that it's light outside because there's light, but then. Could you imagine having that problem and there, and you've made it a year and a half and you're like, Oh, this is actually, I'm still doing it. And then some human comes in and kills you because you look interesting. Right. That'd be wild, wouldn't it? (laughs) But so apparently it's not, it's not, it's not so uncommon that it's like unheard of. Yeah. Uh, but it it happens more frequently apparently in dogs and cows. Maybe that's what I know it from is cows, because I know an odd amount a lot, an oddly lot amount of about cows. When you think when you think about how cattle is bred and mass produced for various industries, I'm sure there are a lot of weird mutations. In oh yeah, and they hide cows. that from me. They don't want you to know. They don't want you to know. Of course. It's okay. That's why we're vegans. No, we're not. <laughs> I have nothing I had nothing funny to say to that. Just no, we're not. No, we're not. <laughs> uh I did want to bring up It's not a meal if something didn't die. The um the kill and harvest thing. No, oh, yeah, let's talk about it. Let's uh so we I read something I don't remember who it was now, but they uh 
It was Meat Eater. No, it wasn't. Was it? No, it was the outdoor TV. Yes, it was uh, somebody that had read, an ar- someone that wrote an article about something else and responded to this guy. So this, this is what it was, is that they said, uh, as hunters, we will often say harvest. So I harvested this animal. I harvested a deer this year because people get angry when you say that you killed a deer. And I kind of, I mean, there's many ways to look at it. I think you and I both looked at it a little differently, but the way I looked at it was that it's always been killed a deer until recently. Cause I remember I've never said harvested until I don't know the past couple of years. Last few, yeah. It's always been, Oh yeah. Did you kill any deer this year? And now it's, did you harvest any deer? And so the argument was that you should use harvest because um, you're talking about, you know, making a harvest to provide food for your family. And it's a sensitive thing. And the other argument was that, no, you should say killed because you're making light of the situation that you took this animal's life in order to feed your family. So you owe the animal the respect of saying, that you killed it, it is a dirty thing. It's bloody, it's messy, it struggles for a little bit, you know, unless you get a perfectly shot. Yeah. So it's, that was the argument is, it, by saying harvested, you're making it seem like, because so the guy was saying, we harvest, you know, grain and and, right. and lettuce. You go harvest some lettuce. You harvest corn. So to say you harvested a deer, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like, well, it takes it takes away from the reality of, of what for the you're reality doing. of what happened. You killed it. You didn't harvest it. You Absolutely. killed it. And I think it's an important. It's a play on words, right? They both mean technically the same thing, but a lot of people have a negative connotation about the word "killed" as sure. though blood and guts, and we're just hacking away at these animals. When in reality, we are taking a life in order to feed our family. And anyone that eats meat, um, that has a problem with that, it's kind of. So that's where I was reconsider exactly. So, right, that, that's where right. I was getting at is that we take pride in the fact that we. I know where my meat comes from. Right, we don't we don't push that off, and say well, we buy it at the supermarket and yeah. so on and so forth. At that point, you're sort of passing passing off the burden of of the death, yes, and the processing and taking taking of life to a factory. Yep. Which factory farming, and that's one thing that we all. Gus and I, we all, Gus and I, not big into factory farming. Don't like it. I totally get it where vegans are coming from about, fa- it's disgusting. I totally get it. However, when you have the population that we have, there's not really another choice. You can't, if we were to expect everyone to go and harvest or kill their own meals, one, there'd be a lot less fat people, but two, there'd be a lot less people. <laughs> yeah, there would just, be a lot less There's people. not enough. I mean, imagine if everyone in South Carolina that wanted to eat meat had to be in the woods in Francis Marion Hunt. Right. It would be, it just wouldn't work. Yeah. So I, so I guess to the point I was making was that we, people already make a conscious decision or choice to not take ownership of that yeah. process. Right. As hunters, we are taking ownership of yes. it. So let's take ownership and right. call it what it is. Exactly. You're taking a life. Yep. You're killing. You're, you're not you're, harvesting. You're killing an animal. Yes. And it's okay to say that. Yeah. And that's and that was the point of the article. And so, and call it call it what it is. Yeah, you know, like he said, and I think you said we harvest vegetables, we harvest corn, we harvest wheat, and right. all these other things. But you kill an animal. Yep. 
Um, and that is something that as, as a, as a hunter, as hunters, uh, as a community, we should take pride in the fact that, um, we take ownership in that process and that we take that burden of taking the life of an animal in order to feed ourselves and our family. We take ownership of that. And it goes back to the whole, was it the George Orwell book that was talking about changing your language? you like, you don't say certain things anymore. 1984. Yeah. So that, so it's, it goes back to that too. Like if we, if we remove, if we remove that word, you know, we just shouldn't allow it. Should, should, you shouldn't be shamed into saying harvested, but if you want to say harvested, that's fine. If you want to say killed, it should be okay. Yeah. I think that was, we're the already point. shamed out of and into saying certain things yeah. as a society. So the, the whole like George Orwell, 1984, uh, part that he describes about the changing of language, what he refers to as uh new speak in the new book. Speak, yeah. Uh, if you're asking me, it's already started. Oh, it's yeah, it's been it's we're, been underway we're five years, six years in. Um, so it's it, it is what it is. But if we, something that we still have control over is saying killed, and yeah. I, and I, I think I will I will personally be making a more conscious effort I will to make sure that. That's, I will too. That's how we say that and 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 refer to that, um, and not to be gory, just just because it's. Uh, I never looked at it that way, you know, because I've said harvested on this podcast. Yeah, times. yeah, we're not trying to sound like yeah, I'm not trying to barbarians. Sound, it yeah. just it is what it is. Like I didn't go out and I know, didn't pull it out of the ground. I didn't go pluck it out of the I ground shot or off it of a with tree. A bow. And it ran and it bled and it probably made some noise yeah. and and it was killed. I killed it. Yeah, so and I, I could eat it. And and, and I had to walk up and ensure that it happened. Yep. And there's processes that I, that I was a part of and we had to fillet it and butchering and, and getting yeah. that animal, processing that animal to the point that it's ready for consumption for antibiotic free range. Right. And so deliciousness. And, and, and that burden, that responsibility we take ownership of instead of going to a supermarket or a store, picking up packaged meat. Yep. And, and then letting it go bad in your fridge because you're a terrible person. And and those and those, and, <laughs> and, and and it's just you know like if you don't hunt, you don't want to do that kind of thing. That's your prerogative. That's fine. I got no issue with you yeah, with that care. at all. The people that I take issue with are those who condemn me for hunting, but then go buy and say things like well, you don't. You can just buy it from the yeah, store. You can buy it from the store. You don't have to murder defenseless animals. It's like, well, what do you mean I'm defenseless? Sorry. They're they're, they're not. <laughs> let me let me explain. They have horns on their head. Let me explain the two options of life that you're discussing. The animal that you purchase in most cases when you go to a supermarket or a store and you purchase meat, that animal was born and raised in captivity in a cage. Yep. It was force-fed food in order to make it fat and reach certain uh, proportions that bang for the buck make it more bang for the buck. It's 200 pounds. We get 200 pounds with the meat. It was 300 pounds. We get 300 pounds. With right. Them. It was brought through a, a, a mechanical systematic slaughterhouse where it, it, it was, was truly defenseless. Where it was truly defenseless by machines and murdered by a combination of human and machine interference that didn't care about it. And then it was cut up, packaged and, put in your hands and scanned across the scanner and into you. Yep. Now, if you're a vegan, we'll throw all that out the window. I feel you, bro. I got you. 
I don't agree with you, but I got you. Yeah, if if, if you make <laughs> if you a conscious choice to just not not do yeah. it at all, then good yeah. for you. Good for you. And we we don't have an argument. We don't have a quarrel with with that at all. Yeah, I'm not. That's your personal decision. You have issues with what we do. That's fine. That's fine. I, I get it. But I'm not going to fight or argue with you about yeah. it. But, but if that you being eat said, meat, if you eat meat and you condemn what I do and support going and buying meat that way, yeah. The contrast being, animals that we hunt are free range. They live. Healthy life, a healthy life in the wild. They got when, families. They're they're doing stuff. They're they're like going to movies choose, together. When we take, when we take that life, yes, we're taking the life of an animal, just the same as the slaughterhouse is. But we practice marksmanship yes. and 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 skills that allow us to, in most cases, ethically make a ethical yeah. quick kill. Yep, which is a much quicker and painless death than that wild animal would experience otherwise yeah, being ripped because apart the by other option the other options are disease yep. starving to death from because of old age or predators yeah all of which lead to a much f- more drawn out and painful death than my arrow or my bullet yep and so to tell me that i'm somehow torturing animals or somehow awful because I make an ethical kill versus what a slaughterhouse does. And you put yourself on some sort of pedestal. And the other thing too, is the harvesting mature bucks. I'm so used to saying it, killing mature bucks. What, what you, you, you touched on it, but didn't elaborate. And I want to elaborate on it. You start, uh, they starve to death. So when they get old, they spend their whole lives chewing. They have chambered stomachs. They just chew, 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 and their teeth wear down. And so when they're old, they get to the point that they can't chew. They can't eat. And they die from starvation. So a lot of it is tied into trophy hunting. Uh, we want to kill this 12 point, this big massive buck. And that's not, I mean, yeah, there are people that do it for that reason. But a lot of times for us, I, like killing a young buck, I don't really, not really my thing. But killing an older buck, the whole purpose behind it is that that buck probably won't make it through the winter. You know, once they reach that four, four and a half, five year old range. Yeah. Yeah, so he paused to break. I think he realized what I was staring at. Yeah. And I, I was I was looking at it earlier when we were talking and uh, kind of looking at it subconsciously without really realizing, why, I think, why. I think subconsciously my mind was was like, hey, this is what you're talking about. Um, you're right. What I'm, sta- a- what I'm staring at is, uh, and I'll give a little shout out just because I like his stuff, is uh, a painting or a series that... It's a, uh, it's a hand drawn with pencil. Yeah, Ryan Kirby. Ryan Kirby, and he did a he, he has a series of these for whitetail uh, ducks and the specific flyways. Yep. Um, has he done turkey? I've, for the, uh, the different turkeys. Uh, either way, probably. it's it's a really cool print or 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 uh, drawing, and it it goes in detail and shows uh, the age whitetail yeah. buck. It's called growth and maturity of the whitetail buck, and it gives from one and a half years up to six and a half plus years. And it shows and details all of the physical traits that help identify that age group, uh, as well as some, some information about how they generally, uh, behave and act during certain parts of the year. It's a really cool, uh, print. And what's funny is we have actually have two connections to him. One, he spent yep. the night at our hunt club one time. We hung out with him. Yeah. He was a guest of Kyle. Kyle. Yeah, he and Kyle know each other. And then the other side of it is our resident um, 
the sniper that we hired for the Mammoth Challenge, uh, Larry, his brother went to school with him at App State. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yep. So we have two connections. Yep. Maybe sometime we can get one. And in case you missed that, we that's tr- that's correct. We we have a Whiskey and White Tails sniper that uh, competes for us. Is that is that official? We're going to sponsor Yeah, it's him? official. Us and uh, One Nation are going to sponsor That's cool. That'll be fun. Is he preparing for it? Because I'm not, I'm not sponsoring some half-ass. He doesn't have to. He's just naturally. I forget who we're talking about. You're right. Yeah. There's, we have to try. I think, I think we're eight for 10 episodes. We've brought him up. Yeah. We have to keep it He's so relevant in our life. He likes to listen to this when he's running, right? Yep. So Larry, I I want you to stop. Just slow down. No, not too fast. I don't want you to blow something out. Come to a nice slow jog. Slow. Now take your right hand. Uh Uh-huh. To get above your head, and I want you to reach back and just pat yourself on the back. Good hard pat. Because you're doing so good. We're so proud of you. I don't know. I don't know exactly what you're doing, but you're doing great. He's just excelling at everything. Everything he life. does. There's no way I can could nobody I know could compete with just how badass he is. There's just something about it. Yeah. Anyway. So we should see about getting um on the podcast, not not him, but Ryan Kirby. Yeah, we should. Yeah, I'd much rather have Ryan Kirby than him yeah. on the podcast. He would be kind of boring. And his accent is he just sounds like a podunk. <laughs> that 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 part of North Carolina, it's I tell you what. It's the armpit of the South, let me tell you. It might be where Ryan's from. We gotta be careful. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it probably is. All jokes. Just nah, kidding. Yeah. Just joking. But uh we had a good time the the one night we got to hang out and shoot the shit with Ryan. I'm sure he'd be uh He'd be game to talk white tails for an hour or two. But that tangent was because I turned to look at the age of a deer that Correct. loses its teeth. It was the point of that. Um, ah, does it say on there? It doesn't, but I was looking to see how far it went. So it goes to six and a half years. So I know I know that, that uh, DNR... Which I don't know that... DNR for a lot of states, including South Carolina, will... Um, when you're hunting public land and you check your deer in, they will sometimes pop the jaw out yep. to do age studies. And so will a lot of processors. Yeah. And so, uh, and you have some experience at the processor. Yeah. I've helped take out a couple of jaws. It's actually. You pull them out. And pretty it, gross thing to do. It but is it's, really disgusting. <laughs> uh, it makes a lot of noise. Well, it, it makes a lot of noise. And then when you realize how easy it is and that from, yeah. a, from a flesh, just flesh comparative, humans aren't that much different. No, nah, they realize just how like. Deer are actually made a lot stronger than human beings are. are they? So to pull a jaw out of a human would be vastly easier. It just makes a, me think like in terms of like, we are really just walking, talking yeah, sacks, sacks of meat. Yep. Like <laughs> if you were to do upper and lower and just like put your hand on the upper teeth and bottom teeth of a human, you would easily be able to break that tendon there that holds it shut. And, oh. and after that point, it, it'd be two quick knife cuts to pull a jaw oh. out. Oh, man. Yeah, it's uh, so gross. Or like on a deer, they're pretty strong. Like I said, they have really strong mouths. They chew to all, all day. day. That's yeah. all they do is chew. I mean, every, have you ever seen a, a deer that Americans wasn't chewing? Do, but yeah. <laughs> True that. Yeah. Um, True that. No, I mean, they're always chewing on something, always. eating, grazing, walking. Yeah, I've never uh, seen one not chewing. Every deer I've ever seen was chewing. To, to to my point about that, as is if as you review and you look at um, the teeth, as time goes on, it gets lower and yeah. lower to the point where they they're, chew. they're just chewing with gums yep. and rotten teeth. Uh, and you can actually buy online if you're if you're curious, and you can search uh, graphs that will show you examples of a one and a half year old deer 
versus a six and a half year. And you can see the progression of teeth over the years. They just gradually get more and more yeah. worn down. Um, oh, and I was going to say the only thing that probably kills them faster than a hunter would be a car. But then I remembered how many times I've seen videos of people that have hit a deer with a car and they just get up and run away. Keep running. But think about that. Hit a human being at 60 miles an hour. See if they get up and walk away. No, they won't because I think so. So it's, that comes to a, to a difference between the mental side of thing. Like a human gets hit and is like, I'm hurt. I need to lay still because help is coming. You would be obliterated at 60. You would split in half at 60 miles an hour. You would come into so many pieces where that deer will go through your windshield. Kick yeah, you in the face maybe. and then get I up and right. run away, blow up, you know. I guess you're right. I don't know, man. It's they're they're so resilient. Yeah, they're very resilient animals. But uh, you know, that's because of their small brains. <laughs> that's my guess. You got a bigger brain, you got a softer body. That's, yeah, I guess uh, so. It's a trade off. Well, I was gonna get it. So I have a, a whiskey thing, and this came from uh, talking to um, Chief Mercer about. Why Rick houses are black. Oh, yeah. I caught some of that. Yeah. On the, let's talk about that. Let's so, do it. I, I, so every time I see something cool, I, I hit up Chief Mercer because not only is he the fire chief at Jim Beam, but he also is a carpenter at, in Rick houses. So his job is to repair these Rick houses and keep them in running order, which I think is awesome. But it makes a good comparison or not a comparison, but a good side hustle for him because now he knows that intimately the insides and outsides of all these rick houses so it makes him a good firefighter and that's a good point i didn't think about that he told me that i didn't surmise that myself but um so sometimes i see some of the barrels that we have have chalk markings all over them yeah 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 and so i reached out to him and i was like hey uh what are these chalk markings for are they are they age statements or or how long or what floor or whatever and he said uh unfortunately it's not that cool it's likely Every single one is likely the fact that this roller, this guy that is moving barrels, he touched it, so he has to mark it. That's all it is. I was thinking. Uh-huh. So it's, just mar- it's like a chain of custody? Yeah, pretty much. Like he, he, This guy has blue chalk. This guy has yellow chalk. So if the blue chalk guy touches it, he swipes it with blue chalk. That's it. And so the Rick houses are all black. So I reached out to him and asked, you know, what's... Why are they black? Is it heat dissipation or or is there something cool going on? Or they just they think they look cool and black and, and he said, No, actually it's it's because it just it's not as interesting as you would think. Once again, it's just because it they last longer <laughs> because <laughs> they start to look disgusting. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, We paint them black because then they don't look disgusting. And so the point he's talking about is there's a mold that comes from whiskey. Um, and I'm not gonna butcher the name. I have no idea how to say it. It's B-A-U-D-O-I-N-I-A, Badonia, maybe? And then the other word is C-O-M-P-N-I-C-E-N-S-I-S. I didn't look up how to say it, but like Badonia, something like that. So what it is, when we talk about the angel share, so the devil's cut is everything that gets stuck in the uh, in the wood, and then the angel share is everything that evaporates out of the barrel. So... These ethanol vapors, they don't actually make it to the angels. So there's not angels drinking the ethanol that comes out of the barrels. They're heavier than air. So they come out of the barrels and then they sink once they mix with the air. And they create this fungus, which is that bedonia 
So that word. Um, but this fungus, it looks like chimney soot. And it can survive both severe heat and severe cold. But it has no known health effects. Doesn't make you sick. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just disgusting. But it's it's it gets on neighboring buildings and cars and signs. And it's just really? like a sticky black grossness. Um, but a lot of people didn't even know where it was coming from or care about it until I think the article said 2006. Really? So for as long as we've been making whiskey, no one knew where it came from. And now, you know, but uh, people freak out about it. And there's lawsuits that were put against... A bunch of of distilleries in Kentucky because you're ruining my house and and my car's got all this black. And there's, if you look up pictures of it, you'll see cars. Employees claiming health issues over it. No, no, no. It's because there's no health issues, but it's neighbors. So you look up cars that people have in their yard. They haven't moved in years. And so here it's covered in mold. (laughs) There, they're all black. That's funny. Um, But yeah, so there was companies that started making ethanol capturing equipment to try and capture this ethanol that's coming out of the barrels. Huh. Um, didn't work, obviously. But one of them was experimenting with plastic wrap. And so if you can imagine how whiskey's made in the breathing of the barrel. Yeah. So they were wrapping the barrels in plastic wrap to keep the mold down. And then it basically ruined the whiskey. Because you have to have that evaporation to make... Well, the, the wood needs to be able to breathe. Yeah. So that it can expand and contract and do all that kind of stuff. Yep. So this this is the just the reading... But Donia is a sac fungus which resides in the vicinity of distilleries, spirits maturation facilities, bonded warehouses, and large bakeries. It's known by many common names, including distillery fungus, distillery shadow, whiskey fungus, angel share fungus, and warehouse staining fungus. Did you and say so, it's called a sac fungus? Yeah, it's a sac fungus, which is a type of fungus. Sac. You said sac. Sac. S-A-C? Fungus on your sac. There are between 1.5 million. <laughs> there are between 1.5 million and 5 million species of fungi on Earth. Holy shit! And uh, Badonia is assessed to be millions of years old, older than Homo sapiens. Somewhere in the world, presumably natural occurring Badonia already lived near fermenting fruit, and then men came along and started distilling spirits, and it went crazy. So, yeah. So that's why they paint them black, is because. Uh, it helps cover up all the mold. Yeah, you can't see the fungus. Can't see the fungus. Interesting. Yeah, I thought it was too. I really thought it was like heat dissipation properties or something. But no, it's just because if it's any other color, it looks like shit after three or four years. <laughs> the outside too, because I noticed that... Yeah, it's the, everywhere. The neighboring towns. Like the neighbor, like if you live near a distillery, you're going to have this black fungus on your house. So the wind just house. blows and the shit just it's goes everywhere. everywhere. It's everywhere. Wow. Yep. But yeah, no health defects. It's just gross. The more you know. Yeah. That was my only... Uh, you were talking so about a disease. About... I was talking about a disease. Yeah, it's not yeah, a disease, yeah. the fungus, but... Yeah, we've got the hairy eyeballs and the sack fungus. The sack fungus, <laughs> yeah. Hairy sack eyeball fungus. Oh, man. Could you imagine having hairy eyeballs and fungus on your sack? <laughs> that would suck. Um, yes. So, yes, it would suck. So we've given an update on... Because we haven't had, like, again, we haven't had an opportunity to really talk, yeah, we talk to us talk in, like, shop. four weeks. Yeah, so we've given an update on kind of where we're at with the Facebook shit. We are, we talked about the new product. Oh, let me spin up an apology. Oh. Dear purchasers. Do tell. Dear purchasers. 
I apologize. If you've bought from us since, I'm guessing, February 1st-ish. So somewhere in the realm of the beginning of February. If you've bought from us in February, I shipped you a torch that works, but it takes longer because it is a subpar torch, and I apologize. Um, and if you would like me to replace it, please reach out to me um, with a receipt, and I will replace it with the correct torch. So there's two torches. They look the exact same. Uh, one has a silver. Like if you're looking, if you're pointing the gun to your face, the torch to your face, sorry. And it's silver. Um, it should be brass, and I will replace it. No one's complained. No one's said anything, and I'm guessing they just don't know any better or whatever. Well, nobody, but, nobody's going to know the difference, I don't think. But if you did notice a difference and you have a silver insert on your torch, please uh, please reach out, and I will send you a brass one. It's not our fault. We got what we could get, and... Our supplier was shut down for a while. Yeah, our supplier we was closed for a get, full month. We weren't able to get anything shipped, and we still can't. Uh, well, I put an order in today, and yeah. we're and we're we're fifty days from delivery. 50, fifty days. Fifty days. Yeah, didn't tell you that. You it's actually not. fifty to seventy. We're gonna but, have to make more per, more. Per, uh, yeah, I bought two hundred torches this time. Oh, nice. How many? How many have you been ordering? A hundred. Yeah, I was doing a hundred at a time, but I didn't know they were going to be closed for a month. Yeah, because we'll 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 typically do around a hundred, um, easily a month. There's no reason to not order two. E- yeah, easily. I just yeah. Uh, it's it's the space, right? No, I so, get it. So I don't order a ton of because we have we've we sell a lot of stuff. So it's like if I because if you open that closet door over there, it's full of glasses. I got Glencairn glasses out the ass. They're everywhere, all over this house. There's Glencairn glasses. So the same we thing need with boxes. A shop so bad. I know. I quit buying. I used to buy a hundred of this box, hundred of that, like because we have three or four different boxes that we use. I'd buy a hundred of each. I don't do that anymore because Uline can get it to me in two days. Yeah. So, so I'm doing orders of thirty or forty just to cut down on space. Yep. Yeah, we need a shop. And thank you all for putting us. I mean, we're complaining, but thank you. Those of you that have continued to support are the only reason we're still here. And yeah. have a reason to be complaining. So thank you. Yeah, and we'll have more products coming out. We 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 sell stuff locally. It's just you know I've been giving I myself. Just can't. I've been hard on myself recently because there's a couple of products we've talked about that I haven't had time to mass produce to mass produce and really work on because we've just got you know if I'm if we're not making stuff or branding and wrapping and shipping stuff then we're dealing with. Facebook and marketing and making yeah. content. And if it's not that we're working with other business or industry partners or recording or editing, yep. it's just like, I mean, we're, the thing is, is we both work full-time jobs and for us correct. to take vacation to work on products, just, we just don't do it. We'll usually do it at night. So the days that we, like, for instance, tomorrow we're both taking vacation time to go film for make a wish foundation. So it's, it's like, We'll take our vacation time. We would love to use it for vacation, but we can't. We have to use it for, you know, other things that we we want to be involved in and doing it. And so this make a wish video, it's like it's important to us, and so we're taking vacation time to go do it. Um, but that leaves our product development stuff kind of um, 
on the back burner. And and I mean, it's good that we're busy. It's just no, it is. And we're not I, always busy making money. I have we're, to keep reminding myself that we've we had a, we've we've had our sort of bread and butter products for a while, and we'll yeah. probably always have those. The new stuff that we've wanted to bring to the table only really started when we came online. Yeah, back in October, November. So I'm giving myself a hard time for not having new products prototyped after only three months of being three, four months now of officially being in business. And well, it's really, it's too. really, it's a good problem to have. I see um, Etsy sales, like, cause I'll look at other companies that sell whiskey barrel stuff and I'll see that they have a thousand sales. I'm like, man, how do they have a thousand sales? And we only have, I think we're at 450 on Etsy um, in three months. But I'm thinking, how, how do they have a thousand? And I go in there and I look, and they've been on Etsy for six years. So they have a thousand sales in six years. And we're basically at 500 in three months. So it won't be long. That's awesome. It is, man. We, we've, uh, and, and I'll give credit, credit where credit's due. You have done the lion's share of everything with, with Etsy. Yeah, but Etsy's not, it's, I mean, you know, it's just another social media platform. It's not, shipping is a pain, you know, I ship every day. We we always, we ship within 24 hours. If you order, it's 20, and we're going to keep up with that as long as possible. But um, with the post office issues, I don't, I don't know. I don't know, man. Well, post office and then production as things, if things get really crazy, as they seem to sometimes, like a two or three day shipping time frame may may get to a point where it's just it's reasonable for most companies. Well the thing about <laughs> it is is we look the things that we're doing, other companies look like they're doing it, but they're not. So starting with Instagram, you see pages that have ten thousand, thirteen thousand followers, right? And you're like, ah, oh, this guy's how have I never it. seen this? It's just, yeah, he's killing it. And then you go look at his photos and they have 30, 40 likes. So you're telling me you have 1,000 followers, you have 30 likes on your pictures, where we have like 6,000 followers, 6,800 followers right now. And our pictures see 250 to 450 likes on each one. So these companies that have, like we could easily go buy followers and have 10,000 followers, but that doesn't do anything for us. It doesn't, yeah. it just makes you look, like we could probably pull it off with if we were to buy followers, we'd probably pull it off. People would see ten thousand followers and see two hundred and fifty likes and, and think, yeah, oh, that's about it's about but right. The thing with these companies that I've also noticed, but like we ship within twenty four hours. These other companies, they will print a shipping label within twenty four hours. That's a huge difference. Which we if I print a shipping label, it is going on your package. And then the next day, on my way to work, I am dropping it off at the post office. Yeah, because there's nothing. And I work every day. I work five days a week. Yeah. Saturdays, I'll get up Saturday morning and take it to the post office. Sunday, I usually don't. I'll do it Monday morning. But it irritates me to no end when I order something. Yep. And You're then I get your order notification. Ship. And then I check like a day or two later. And it still says. It still says the label's printed. Label's been yeah. printed. That's all it says. I'm like, you son of a bitch. Yeah. So we're not doing that. We're actually shipping. But, but what? Nothing. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else we need to discuss, and I think we've. I think we ran through everything. Um, I know everybody has been. Um, 
Let us know if you like the guest thing or you like just us BSing because we've been turning people down um, for many reasons. But, um, you know, I kind of like just us BSing. Honestly. Yeah, it's, it's... I don't want to be the podcast known for having more, guests. I feel much more relaxed when yeah. we're just bullshitting. Yep. At the same time, though, guests have interesting things to bring to the table. Right. So I don't think it's something we'll move away from. No, we're going to keep doing it. But I don't want to be that podcast that is just guest week after week after yeah. week. Um, yeah, let us know, please, for real. I, I know you guys let us know a lot of stuff we don't want to know, but <laughs> but for real, let us know on this. If um, if you want more guests or less guests, if you'd rather hear us talk or hear guests, please let us know because cause we'll up the guests. You know, maybe we'll do uh, guests every other or something. I don't know. And for everybody that's asked to be on, like I said, you know, we'll get to you when we get to you. Some of it is a time thing too. Like, yeah, we try to, we do one a week and as it stands, we've largely re- record. Like it's 2am on a Wednesday. Record. Who's going to post? Who's going to be up at 2am on a Wednesday to do a podcast with us? Right. Yeah. This is stuff we do in our off time. Yeah. Um, when we, we make time for it, right? A lot of people say, well, I don't, I don't have time to start a business or grow a business. Well, neither yeah. do we. You we know make, there's 24 we, hours in a day? We make time. <laughs> there's days where we don't sleep. Matt will tell you. I have three little kids. So a lot of times, only time I get stuff done is either really early in the morning, and I mean waking up at three or four and getting three or four hours of work before anyone else is up, or I stay up late as shit like we are right now. Yeah, I got to be at work in four hours. So... Is what it is, you know? You got to get stuff done. Got to get stuff done. So. But yeah, let us know what you want to hear. We'll be happy to give the people what they want. Yeah. Power to the people. <laughs> He's, you giggle. <laughs> Why is that so funny? I don't know. Yeah. Thanks for coming. Thanks for listening. Yep. I think it's a good time, a good way to yeah. put a cherry on top. Let's go to bed. Until next time. Yep. Adios. Later. Pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.